Hey, thanks so much for joining us today. My name is Joshi H. Dawson. In just a few moments, you'll meet my good friend Carmelo Gonzalez. We've been in a three-part series where we're just kind of dissecting culture. How does the gospel relate to culture? What does the Bible have to say about culture? Uh, what's the good parts of culture? What are the bad parts of culture? How do those two things, um, how do we marry those two things for the sake of the gospel and the ministry of believers to people that uh, don't come from the same cultural context as us? So we hope you'll think with us. We're so grateful that you're listening and uh, partnering with us as we think through these things. Uh, and if you have any questions, we should we always encourage you to reach out and to ask so that we can talk about them on the podcast. Uh, this is episode number three of our second season of In Regards to the Gospel. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> what it do? What it is, oh, my friend. How are you doing, man? Pretty good. Yeah. Waiting on this weather to break, man. It's getting crazy. It's cold out here in, in Illinois, man. Yeah. I think we've had like all four seasons in the last week. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Saturday felt like summer. Uh, we're uh, we're in the thick of it, man. We just, yeah. why do we live here? Why do we live here? Why do we do what we do? Hey, man. And you got to be out and about. We tough. That's With your why. business, bro. Yeah. Got to do the business, man. Got to work. <laughs> got to make the money. Kids got to eat, man. <laughs> how are things, Carmela? How's life? And, and uh, how is our family? And how's everybody doing these days? Everybody's good. Life's good. Uh, been working with uh, Jubilee on some little artwork and stuff. Oh, you're a big artist now, huh? Oh, yeah. I was, uh, now I have a reason to do it, you know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, find this guy for all your portraits and... Uh, you're not doing portraits or anything. <laughs> Paint is a whole different ball. It takes so much time to do. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, I would like to do it. Yeah. But my kids won't let me do it right now. Because you have to sit there for yeah. hours and it's like layer upon layer and layer. And I'm like, I want to go down that rabbit hole because once you start, you kind of can't stop, and it's it's a whole thing. So I stay away from it. So <laughs> uh, Brittany just started picking up uh, painting and stuff. She's taking a little break, but um, she's been like painting in the evenings, which is really cool. She's That's just good. gotten so much better, and it's just so cool. Uh, I used to love like drawing when I was a kid, man. I used to like love drawing and coloring, and I I probably I wish I did some of that. Maybe I'll watch less TV and do more of that. That would be super. That's pretty cool. Probably a more beneficial way to spend uh, downtime and probably more restful than staring at a screen. Yeah. Notice the staring at the screen thing is like, ugh, messed up with my back. <laughs> yeah, like this all day. So, yeah, it's Slouching not good. Slouching. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they say like the, the structure of your back, people's back have started to change to accommodate how we sit at the computer all day. You know, if you have an office job and how we're on our phones when we are commuting or talking to people like it's the craziest thing like just that little simple little device uh takes over our whole lives man yeah so even if you're listening on a phone today don't put it down yet you know wait till after we're done <laughs> wait till we're done yeah then you can put it down yeah you can be convicted after the episode's over no yeah. i'm just kidding yeah. just kidding hey we've been uh, talking about culture for the last uh this is the third week that we've been talking about it. What yeah. are some things that have, you've kind of taken away from our conversation so far? I've been just looking at it as a whole, like, wow, I've even in speaking some things and listening to it again, I'm like, wow, that's actually, um, I need to do that more myself. Yeah. You know, in certain areas, because there is like sometimes when you grew up a certain way, especially if you grew up in a certain culture, um, there are things that are like embedded in you because of the culture you grew up around. So you start to view the world in that lens. And you don't realize how ingrained in you it is yeah. until it's challenged. Then you're like, wait a minute. Because I found myself saying stuff that like, why did I just say that? And it's just, it's just normal because you grew up doing it. So 
it takes you to be able to, you know, retrospectively look at it and be like, I need to change that. I need to fix that. I need to work on that. Then I find myself saying things to my wife, you know, in conversation. It's like, well, the kids might pick this up. So we might need to be very careful about how we speak Mm. as it pertains to culture. And it's not like necessarily bad. It's just what's accepted in one culture may not necessarily be accepted in another one. So you have to be mindful that when you're out there and you're speaking to people and you're, you know, trying to witness to people and you just have to be mindful and cognizant of those situations when they arise. Yeah, there is cultural context that we need to be aware of. I think of uh, Matt and Ashley up in Cat Lake, Ontario. Mm-hmm. They're stepping into a whole new world and they have to like they have to adjust themselves to the culture because you never want it to be hey, we're coming in, we have this awesome thing and we're just going to force it on you. Yeah. And uh, um, um, it, it, the gospel's a treasure, right? We yeah. have this treasure in jars of clay and to show that the surpassing power belongs to God, um, Second Corinthians says that. And, um, you know, we want to, we want everyone to experience it. And sometimes, um, um, I'm not saying we're always this bold, but sometimes we can uh, be too pushy and we're not taking in certain things yep. um, that could actually be strengths in sharing the gospel, in talking to people about Christ. Um, and uh, we just kind of blow past all that and we have our thing that we want to do. And um, uh, the gospel is less about that and more about sharing our lives together, yep. right? It's not just simply um, f- giving someone a message. Um, that is a huge part of it. Open your mouth, share the gospel. That's a huge, huge part of it. But the other side of it is like, yeah, but we're investing our lives in in people's lives as well. Um, our lives in people's lives. Yeah. Stepping into the, like, the things that have hurt them, have wounded them. Mm-hmm. Stepping into the things that uh, they love to do and saying, yeah, I'm going to do that, you know? And uh, so that's, that's something that I've just been kind of like taking away. Like um, you could see you know, differences in people and see that as a potential uh, barrier to the gospel going to them. Yeah. Or you could see it as a way to uh, speak truth into different cultural things in a, in an appropriate way. Yeah. I've, I found that like just super helpful, super insightful. That's real good. Yeah. I was listening, what was that? Uh, I was listening to the last episode or the one before the last, the first episode we did on culture. And I was like, oh, wow, I can't believe we didn't, you know, go into detail about more of this stuff. Um, And as I was pondering it, I was like, wow, there seems to be this dichotomy that goes on with culture. There's this, because man is involved in culture, you're going to see flaws because the people, individual, are part of a culture. You'll see those things. And it's like, how do you address those things? And then there is a culture outside of our human culture, you know, Mm -hmm. the fallen nature as pertaining to scripture. You know, it seems like there's a kingdom culture. And as I was looking at something, like I'm reading the book of Matthew and I'm seeing it like, wow, what Jesus taught, it seems to be countercultural to our fallen nature that shows up within cultures. So every culture has its thing. There's the good part about it because God made man and man is in the image and likeness of God. And there are some bad parts about it because man is fallen. So it's like, well, how do we reconcile these things? How do we reconcile these cultures back to God? Well, what does the kingdom culture look like? Mm. And I think we need to start taking that look when we are addressing culture, you know, what does the kingdom say? What did Christ say in relationship to, you know, fixing this relationship and reconciling this relationship between God and man? And we'll see, like, it's so transcendent, you know, the way we treat people, the way we act, the way we say and do things is so transcendent to the way culture would deem some things to be so. Because in some cultures, um, <laughs> you know, this bravado 
you know, the pride of the culture is big and I'm not going to let anything bring that down. So some people hold dear to it, you know, but at the same time, that pride can actually cause somebody else to fall into, you know, stumbling block. Exactly. So again, that goes back to being mindful. And then it's like, what, what, what does the gospel say about that? Yeah. Yeah. What does his word have to say in the, in a situation like that? And we need to be aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, and I don't think it's, it's never just, you know, check your culture at the door. And when you come to church or when you're amongst other Christians, you just want to, uh, Hey, I'm just going to not be myself. I'm just going to do everything that they want me to do. But Mm -hmm. it is finding that like balance of, of, uh, I want to engage these people with truth Mm -hmm. and what are some potential blind spots I have in engaging them. Um, and just being aware of those things. And, um, you know, this is not, uh, you know, a lot of times people can take this as like, um, when you try to just do everything that the majority culture or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and just to, just to try to fit in. Yeah. And, uh, what do you think about that? I mean, uh, coming into different cultural contexts, like how do you navigate those waters? Like you practically, like, what do you do in those situations? Yeah, that's a tough one. Cause you gotta know when, I think you have to really have like a, a real discerning eye mm-hmm. to be able to look, okay, if I'm going to go into a different culture, let me see what they do. It's like you really kind of have to be quiet for a while to watch and learn to see, you know, what's what's good, what's appropriate, what can I hold on to? I, mean, I probably shouldn't do that thing, but I like how they do that there. And then it's like, okay, how can we use that? And how can I bring Christ into that? Mm. This I have to, you know, say something about as far as correction. So I think sometimes in our pursuit of just like, you know, not wanting to be bothered, you know, want to live this, you know, I don't want to live a life that's contrary to, you know, the people around me. I don't want to have this strife and stuff like that. So that does happen. Well, in our pursuit of assimilation, we just, ah, I'll just do what they're doing. And that's not always safe. So what I tend to do is like, hey, you know, like with scheduling, like you mentioned uh, last down, like an Indian culture, you know, when you, uh, <laughs> you go out, you might be out to midnight, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and getting on schedule. So now, okay, in a different cultural context, well, okay. I can understand if I'm hanging out with Joshi, we might be out all night. That's fine. But if I hang out with this other person, hey, man, it's like clockwork. You you get in, you get the conversation in, and we got to go. I was thinking about it, too. Like, some of that, I'm like, man, how much of that was just because we were younger? You know, like, how much of that was just, like, because of our age uh, difference? And then, like, like... Three days later, like me and my brothers were out to like midnight. midnight yeah. <laughs> they took me out for my birthday and it was like, oh, oh man, like so some of it you just can't you can't move past it. You know, obviously, uh we have families. We don't wanna just um, leave them at home while we go hang out. But, right. So I was thinking about like, man, there's so many layers to that, right? Like there's so many things that like we have to just be mindful of in our um in this conversation, like, I'm just, I'm just even, I've been impacted by that, you know, even as you're, as you're sharing, like, um, some of the things that you're learning. See, but that's good. So it's like, if you can understand, like, what, um, which, whatever group that you're around or you're hanging around. So let's say you get invited with a specific group and they're saying, Hey, come hang out with us. And, you know, they enjoy staying out late. They enjoy that time because it becomes, you know, if you start talking about the gospel, they're going to ask more and more questions. Mm-hmm. They want to hash the thing out for hours and that's fine. Are you prepared for that? And then you have some people where it's like, you know, it's like clockwork. Hey, I got 15 minutes and that's all I got to give. 
and you better be ready. So it's like if we're supposed to always be prepared to give a defense for the hope that we have, well, that may look, do you have a three hours? Do you have a 15 minute? Do you have a five minute? You know, have you thought those things through? Because it's going to vary from culture to culture. You know, can you be um, vibrant in your approach? You know, can you be charismatic in the sense, you know, of how, in your presentation or can you be subtle, mm. you know, in how you do it or, you know, more docile in how you do it? And those are things to think about because I believe this, you know, people are giving into this, oh, I'm an introvert, I'm an extrovert. I think as a believer, you're called to be both depending on the context. Some days, hey, you may have to step out into a crowd. And some days, well, you may not have to. And we need to be, it's as the spirit leads, not so much as, oh, my, I don't, I don't want to do that because no, you may be called to do that. There may be a situation where you have to do that. You know, that person's, and I think to keep in mind, that person's soul and that person's life is at stake. And that should change our approach. So we should think, hey, this person is the image and likeness of God. God has made a way for us to be reconciled back to him. The love that I have for Christ should be demonstrated through the love that I have for the human being that he wants to save through the preaching of the gospel through my lips. So I have to be willing yeah. to do so. Yeah. I and just think about like, um, you know, like even like basketball, like I'm not a basketball player. Why did God allow me this opportunity to play with some of these guys? I've lived yeah. in DeKalb for the last 11 years. I'm meeting some of these guys for the first time. Yeah. It's like, why has God allowed me this opportunity right now? And just trying to be mindful of it. And it doesn't mean I always get it right. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even basketball players have a certain culture and I'm just like stepping into a new world, you know? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's, it's just like, I'm like learning the talk. I'm learning the conversation. I'm learning, you know, trash talking, trash talking, <laughs> all of it, you know? And, uh, some of these guys all, all of a sudden, Hey, I see him at the, at the gym. I'll uh-huh. see him at the grocery store. And it's like, man, like, Maybe we were always here. We just didn't know each other, so we didn't say anything. But now that we're more familiar and I'm, and I'm learning just even in that environment, just like a practical example of just like, how do I step into this, uh, into some, a door that God has clearly opened and engage people with the gospel? Yeah. But the hard part is it, it's, it's messy, right? It's awkward. It's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not natural to me. And, um, and I want to, I want to love them well. And I think part of loving them well is speaking the truth, but I'm not going to be like, you know, it says in second, uh, Corinthians, this is, you know, (laughs) and, uh, I think there is a time for that and a place for that, you know, and, and, um, I think it's asking good questions. I think it's, um, it's, Hey, you know, like, you know, how come, how come, how come our bodies can't play for five hours straight without taking a break? Like, why, yeah. why do you guys think that is, you know, that's really cheesy, but you know, it's like an example of like just mm-hmm. leveraging opportunities to, uh, share the gospel. So that's, that's a, that's a very like specific example. Right. Yeah. But, but in that you have, um, I'm observing, uh, you know, I'm observing what's going on. I'm, uh, I'm getting in the game and I'm playing with these guys and uh, I suck, but they'll pass me the ball every now and then. And you <laughs> hey, you're know, getting better. Mir- you've been making mir- some shots, dude. <laughs> miracles do still happen, guys. We're not cessationists anymore. Um, so the the <laughs> every now and then I'll make it, and it's like you know. And then slowly over time, like yes, uh, sure, I've you know improved in basketball, but there's been like a mutual like yeah. uh, kind of brotherhood type thing yeah. forming, especially some of these like 
younger guys will, you know, like we'll talk or whatever. And it's just like, man, that's so like, that's, that's what we're trying to like say in all of these episodes. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, there's, um, good things that we need to appreciate and embrace yeah. and, um, and not lose sight of the fact that like, man, God has you where he has you, mm-hmm. um, to point people to him. Right. And the knowledge of the truth in the gospel. That's and, good. Yeah, man. I've just been thinking about that with like, what what are the chances, you know, like what are the chances of that happening? See, but that's, that's God's doing. So you that's never right. know how those things are going to play out, but yeah. it's like, you know, you no matter what the context, you have to let your light shine. You have to. And there's more like those relationships are being built. So some people think, oh, we just got to go in hard nose approach. No, sometimes it actually helps to build relationships because you do got different, you know, it's something as trivial as basketball that can bring different people from different cultures and different groups together. Because it's it's all kind of guys there. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not all the same. You know, it's not some monolithic group. It's all yeah. different kind of different age groups. You got high schoolers there. You got college players there. Yeah. You got all different players there. And it's like, what well, are all in this one group brought together by this one little game? But at the same time, relationships are being built. And you got guys, hey, man, what do you think about this? Hey, so now it's like, well, your ability to witness because you've built a relationship. You've let your light shine. And now in their darkest places now, and they see the light shining through you, now it's an opportunity. Hey, man, you know, this situation's going on. Well, I don't know where you are in your walk. And then, you know, those start those conversations begin. And then through that relationship, so now, hey, well, the scripture says this, like you said, First Corinthians says this. Wow, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and now, hey, have you ever heard the gospel before? Yeah. Then, bam, there you go. There's an opportunity right there. So we don't know how those opportunities are going to present themselves. They will come. And that was something that we talked about Saturday um, at the men's thing. Um, just be prayerful in those approach, you know, in those moments. You, you don't know when they're come, but, yeah. you know, pray that you don't miss the opportunity when it does come. Yeah. That's so interesting that you brought brought up prayer because in Ephesians, like uh, Paul's about Paul in Ephesians four goes into the unity in the body of Christ, mm-hmm. unity in the church, right? So, like, what does that look like? Well, right before that, listen to what he says. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the height and the breadth and the depth um, and the length, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. What's Paul doing before he talks about unity? What's Paul doing before he addresses some very serious cultural um, things? Praying. Yeah. You know, and um, maybe you're sensing like there's so much going on in our culture. There's so much going on in our world. And it seems like we just have to tiptoe around each other. Don't, you know, don't don't bring up that gospel stuff. You know? yeah. don't, 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 don't talk about that. Like you don't really know what they've been through. And and uh, uh, we're not saying ignore any of those things. We're saying listen, observe, but don't miss this. Mm-hmm. Pray. Pray that God would give you opportunities, wisdom, knowledge, that you would first reflect on the love of Christ, mm-hmm. the height, the breadth, the depth of his love, and, and how he has, has given that so freely because of what Christ has done, that you would be so in tune with that, that your mm-hmm. heart would be um, 
just exploding at the glorious truth of the gospel, that we would be filled with all the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding of God ourselves. Yeah. And then taking that amazing reality and being like, and I want other people to see this too. Yeah. So what, what would stop us from um, engaging people in loving confrontation God, give us an opportunity. Help, help me to take that next step. Help me to, to grow in my love for this other person. Yeah. Um, help me to see them as you've created them to be with all their different cultural, um, uh, with all the different cultural implications that exist in this person's life. And um, let me, let me engage that with the gospel. I don't know where to start. Lord, help me. Yeah. Lord, help me. Uh, you know, I really want to see your gospel transform people, you know, and, and praying Lord earnestly, um, that God would give you the wisdom and the words. We can't teach you what to say. You know the environments and the cultures and the right. people that you have, um, you know, whoever's listening to this. But just being mindful of that. Yeah. There's an end game to our cultures, yeah. you know. Yeah. Just be engaging in it. I mean, just like take examples of power. When you go into a place, man, just sometimes it helps to ask questions. Like I typically, when I get around people from other cultures, I love to ask questions about the culture, you know. What's the family structure like? You know, what's even like the discipline? Because, you know, you'll find sometimes that there are some cultural things that you have in common, you know, like child rearing. You know, when you talk to like Hispanic cultures or people in Africa, African-American, you're like, oh, man, everybody has a story they can relate to. Yeah. You know, if you said something or did something that your parents didn't like, you know, you might have got a shoe. Yeah. You know, so it's like. Start putting on like 10 layers of clothes. (laughs) I think everybody knows that we're going with this, right? (laughs) Yeah. Your parents won't know that you have on 10 layers of clothes. So, but it's funny, but that's a familiar context. So it's stuff like that that's like, oh, man. It's the truths of the culture that we can relate to with each other and find common ground to break down some barriers to be like, oh, man, that's so funny. And that reminds me of like my mom doing this stuff. And it's like, oh, wow. And then boom, the guard's down. That's right. And then, you know, a relationship is getting built and it's just easier to communicate that way and to present the gospel. Once It's easier to present the gospel to somebody when you've built a relationship with them. Yeah. Of course, none of this would matter to you. Like none of this would matter to us if if we didn't weren't convinced that the gospel is good news. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, we need like, I'm like, man, I want people to, to hear this and see this. But then like when we get into those environments, mm-hmm. we yeah. get so scared and so nervous, but it's just having that framework in your mind of like, I want to tell other people about this right? and just being intentional with that. You know, I think that's like where we can so often, um, miss, miss out on some awesome opportunities to share and to engage people with with the truth of God's word. And this Bible is full of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's, you know, uh, it's one thing to invite someone to church, right? Um, yeah. I think that's helpful. I think it's good. I think you should be doing that, of course. Yeah. But I think a lot of people, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people, um, uh, they know how to play the church game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They know what to do. They know when to stand up and when to sit down. Mm-hmm. And and um, and I think, you know, what could be potentially missing, I'm not saying it's always missing, what could be potentially missing is uh, um, actual conversation. Yeah. The messy work of sharing life and gospel with each yeah. other. Yeah. It's going to take some digging in. Got to get in there, get in the trenches. And that's part of it. You know, think of it as a soldier. You got to get your hands dirty. Yeah. You know, as uncomfortable as it may be, it's, it's hard because sometimes, you know, it seems like 
Yeah, the more social we get, the more antisocial we're becoming, which is mm, like the, that's interesting. It's the weirdest thing ever, but it's happening because everything is so readily available to you and your person. You know, it it used to be a time where you had to go out and if I wanted something in particular, I had to go to a specific place, I had to go to a specific person. Well, now I just go on my phone and, you know, if I want something ordered or delivered, just, just order it and then it comes yeah. to me. So Here you have to talk to the person. You can leave the leave it on the doorstep option. That's like a <laughs> yeah. real thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, the door Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. How can we engage more in, in um, even talking to different cultures? And uh, what are your thoughts on on uh, just being more engaging, actually engaging uh, with mm-hmm. people that have different backgrounds than us? I think one of the easiest things to do is to like step outside of your own head, get out of your own head, always to get out of your own head. Cause what you think may be going on may not be the case. Yeah. And also don't be too quick to lean on certain people for what you think or how you think people are going to respond. You know, cause people, it's like um, when you mentioned Chicago, you know, people, have an immediate response. Oh man, is it that bad? Are they gonna? Is it like the Wild West? You know, is it like yeah. pure anarchy yeah. there? Like no, like no, not like that. I mean, it's bad going on, but it's not like what somebody would make it seem. You know, right. There's a little bit of exaggeration there, uh, although things that are happening are true. It's not like it's you know just going buck wow in the way that people think it is. So sometimes it's not actually a good idea to just go based off what one group is saying about that's another right group. that's good yeah so it's it's always good to just take that step back be more prayerful in your approach you know be humble in your approach be willing to ask questions be willing to step outside of your own context you know i always tell people you know a, a lot of times we we have a tendency to stay in our bubbles we really do you know our friends think like us talk like us act like us they have similar social economic it's always this so you're around surrounded by people who are yeah. like you Sometimes it's kind of helpful to just say, hey, let me just go talk to my neighbor who's not a part of that context. It's literally the yeah. person right next door. You know, like I've talked to somebody um, yesterday and the person next to him, you know, is from another country. Wow, that's a perfect opportunity. You know, this is your neighbor. Has a different cultural context. And you can start right there. Yeah. You know, just being neighborly. Um, I have another neighbor across the way from me who's actually... Um, talking to her neighbor who is a, a Muslim, but she's building a relationship and now she's asking questions about the Christian faith. So it's like, sometimes it just takes being in, you know, uh, building a relationship and engaging with somebody else, not being afraid of man. You can't let your fear of man supersede the love of God. Mm-hmm. Those two can't, they won't work together. Yeah. Where one is, the other one cannot be. Yeah, And we have to have, I have to love somebody so much. So if I say I love, I have to love that person that much so that I have to be willing to be like, oh man, even if I get embarrassed, well, I'd rather be embarrassed trying to get them saved than not saying anything and they die and go to hell. And sometimes you have to view it as that serious because it is, it's matters of life and death. That's right. And we have to see it as matters of life and death versus just, oh man, I don't want somebody talking about me. Yeah. You know, you know, um, we're, we're often too just comfortable, like, um, 
I'm not saying it's bad to be comfortable, you know, uh, comfort, comfort my people, you know, like I, yeah. there's a, a good comfort for sure. But like, I think this is a very intentional like decision. Like, uh, I gotta be more mindful of this. I yeah. gotta be more aware of this. I gotta, I gotta see things from a different, more eternal perspective. And, um, I think that's kind of what you're, you're getting at. Yeah. Okay. So let's, um, uh, kind of bring this into 2022 a little bit. And here's my question to you, mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people think like this, um, racial dynamics mm. and sharing the gospel. Uh, how do we, what do we do with the current climate of race relations in America? And, um, and how do we, how do we not let that drive our fear of engaging people of different races? Yeah, that's a, it's becoming more complicated now mm -hmm. because it's such, it's so at the forefront and you have so many people speaking about race quotations they speak about race but they only speak about it in a negative sense mm. um it's always and it's this same narrative it's repeated down this echo chamber um so some people out of fear of backlash that they may not even receive just decide to say nothing you know because you know hey if you're a, a person of a lighter skin color talking to a person of a darker skin color, well they won't receive it because these people have told me that they're hostile towards me yeah. And that may not be the case, you know. Yeah, it might be, and it might not it be. May, and, and, but e in either case, the only way to get past is to actually engage. So if they're hostile towards you, then prove. Just be what Christ has said and told you to be. And if they reject that, then that's between them and God, not you. So don't just sit there and be so afraid where you're just not engaging because, oh, I'm not the right skin color. Mm. I think that's one of the most ridiculous things because I see a lot of people do that. Oh, I'm not going to talk to that person because they won't receive me properly because I'm, I'm of a different race. And I'm like, no, you can't do that. Some people are literally waiting on the person from another race to actually say something. Some of their gripes is that, well, these guys don't say anything. Mm -hmm. so, How come nobody told me, you know, like uh, I had a friend say this one time, like, People are so gung ho to go across the, you know, um, across the world on short term mission trips to India. But, you know, I'm Indian and nobody ever shared the gospel with me. Ooh. You know, it's a, it's, 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 you know, that's a harsh truth, right? But um, it's there, that is a, a layer that we just got to be mm -hmm. aware of, you know, like, yeah, like, yeah, you know, I'm still a person, you know, I'm willing to talk and engage with you. And, right. And the hard part is, yeah, there is a big risk involved. There is a big risk yep. involved, right. Um, for yourself sometimes. And, uh, that's, I mean, that's how people feel, you know, yeah. that's how people think. And, um, and that's where uh, I think just, just understanding that it's not up to you to, to, to change their heart. Only yeah. the Lord can do that. Yeah. And sometimes you can break some of those barriers down easily. You don't have to be, you know, condescending about certain things. Yeah. Just point out some truths. Just point them out. It's truth that applies to you and them. Yeah. Not just, oh, well, in your community. That's, I hate when people do this. Well, in this, in the, in the black community, these statistics, like, don't do that. You were already putting up a wall. Yeah. But understand in all communities, like I tell people all the time, I'm not going to throw stats at you, even though those may be true. In addressing certain issues among a certain community, but that's when you're addressing that community. 
But if you're talking about a gospel, again, like I said the kingdom culture is transcended above the human. So I'm not going to just point out flaws because you can do that in any culture across the board. So it has to go above that. Well, what is the one thing that I have in common with you that I would have in common with all men? Well, we're all sinners. And that's the one thing that I can get to. I can understand, hey, I did these things. I sinned against the holy God. Yeah. I did that. I'm coming to you out of love. I'm not, it's not a, that right there, that throws color out the window. Now I'm not bringing that conversation to you. Now I'm talking about something that's greater. I'm talking about what's going on in your heart by using what went on in my heart and how my life was changed through the preaching of the gospel. So I think just the way we approach it just has to be different. And sometimes it just takes that. Like I said, going to a person, hey, man, sometimes you can go to a person and just let me buy you lunch. Let me buy you breakfast. They'll listen for a moment. And that would dispel certain things if they feel that you're hostile. That throws it out the window. Yeah. So there are th just being Christ-like gets rid of a lot of things. That doesn't mean that a person won't be hostile towards you. That's not the case because sometimes they'll just reject that. Oh, man, I don't need you to buy me nothing. What do you think? I'm just like sub subservient? Yeah, like, yeah. okay, I'm just trying to, you know. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, I mean, you can buy me lunch. That's yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it just takes a, it's, it's the little stuff. But I think, again, we're, we're constantly listening to other people. We're mm -hmm. constantly, and the people that we're listening to actually benefit from the division. You know, their ratings go through the roof the more they talk about it because you got this one group who's watching and then they're going to watch the other news station to see what they got to say just to have a rebuttal, oh. just to be, you know, a, a variant just to say, oh man, I don't like, see, they're over there, they're talking that racist stuff over there. It's like, come on, dude, really? No, but I think sometimes you have to disengage from the world, get in your word, see how Jesus engaged, see how the apostles and the disciples engage with people. Look at it. You have so many examples where, yeah, some people Jesus <laughs> went to and they received and they went and spread his word all over, and some people they want to throw stones at them. Yeah. That's just the reality. Yeah. And because we're no greater than our master, well, guess what? You may receive the same thing. And that's a fearful thing for us because we're like, man, I don't want nobody throwing stones at me. Yeah. I don't want to be ridiculed. I don't want anybody talking to me. Then the harsh truth is that what the scripture says, those who would desire to live a godly life in Jesus Christ, well, guess what? You're going to suffer persecution. And Jesus said, no one is greater than their master. So just as he went through, well, guess what? You're going to go through it. Yeah. That's just the reality of it. That's the truth. Yeah. So, but that doesn't mean you don't go out again. The soul is the thing that matters. That person matters. Yeah. So don't yeah. differentiate, but oh, this person because he's this persuasion matters. No, that human matters because they're human. So throw all those other things out the window. That doesn't mean you don't appreciate them. That doesn't mean you even acknowledge them. Like people are oh, you're colorblind. I'm not colorblind. I know what color you are. I know what color somebody else is. And guess what? God made one as he made the other one. Yes. So I accept them both. So I'm not going to come at somebody a certain way because they're a particular color. No. And I would caution people, don't start giving advice based on, oh, well, you know, you're this color, so you should feel this way. No, don't do that. That's not being genuine. Yeah. That's being very disingenuous. Here's what, what I don't want people to walk away with. <laughs> I got to find... Um, 
the next race to go and share the gospel. No, no, no. You've missed the point. You've missed the point. Um, you, what we are saying is, uh, you know, sometimes because of the way uh, media and culture around us and things drive certain narratives, and we think, ah, they'll never hear the gospel from me. Like I have someone that's mm-hmm. on my heart. God put it on my heart to share. They can never hear the gospel from me. What we're hopefully trying to do is say, here's some tools things to be aware of, questions to ask, and um, yeah. and and don't turn this into a project. Don't turn it into a project, <laughs> uh, an assignment. Like, don't do that. That's weird, and it'll make it really uncomfortable. Check. Have a genuine love yeah. for people. Yeah. Have, pray that God would help you to love that brother or sister. Pray that God would help you to just be so concerned about them. Ask Ask the Holy Spirit to make you aware of those different things, those people that are they're probably in your life already. Yeah, you know, coworkers, people that you play ball with, like, you know, like all these things, and um, and step into that arena mm-hmm. a little bit, you know. And it's not going to be easy. You're not going to have all the answers, but you know, hey, let's find the answer together. Yeah, let's yep. let's. Uh, but praying for that genuine love for people, I think. Um, too often we can just treat it like a checklist, like a project, like yeah. another thing that we have to do. And, uh, you're kind of missing the point, you know, and it's like, uh, yeah, we're in this, we're in America. It's a melting pot of different cultures. The enemy wants to sow discord and divide us, um, divide, uh, people within the church mm-hmm. and, um, people with outside of the church. Um, so there's so many layers to this, you know, but, uh, we're doing our best to say, Hey, you know, like, um, Race is a barrier to the gospel. I think culture is a barrier to the gospel yeah. for a lot of people. And um, maybe we can help tear down some of those barriers and power of the spirit, according to his word, yeah. like, to say this doesn't have to be as big of a barrier as we make it seem. No, not at all. It shouldn't be. I don't, again, with the way society is, because there's this push, just keep it at the forefront so that now people only see the world through the, the lens. It's their worldview has become race. That's their entire, they're viewing everything through that lens. They'll go through history. Well, but, this, but again, that's only a small portion. You got to take a step back, look at it a whole, and you'll come to find out. It's not like what they're saying. I can almost guarantee you that it's not like what people are saying. However, it, that comes with a level of understanding. That comes with sitting and talking with people and learning certain things about individuals. That's going to take you getting out of that context. That's going to take you getting your foot and your hands dirty to get out there to get a better understanding. And people, one thing I've known, I'm learning more so now, when you're genuine, when you're genuine, people kind of, they see it. They get it. They know when you're, hey, I'm trying to check off this list. I'm trying to do this thing. And they know when like, hey, yeah, hey, this is this guy. You know, and, and they're more willing to let their guard down a little bit and they're more willing to listen, even if they disagree with you. They'll tell you, hey, man, I respect you, but I respectfully disagree. And then you can have your dialogue. Now you can reason together. But now that barrier is going to where they were maybe hostile at first. Now, OK, I'll listen to what he's saying, because he's showing through his actions. Well, he actually does care. He actually is really about this, what he's saying in this regard. And we have to do that especially today. So I, I, I'm telling you, don't get caught up in what these certain people are saying about certain groups. How about this? Go engage with the group. 
Don't listen to what these people are saying about the group. Go and talk to the group. Go and talk to the individuals in the group. And you're going to find out, wait a minute, this is not what they were telling. They were saying this and I was believing this and you're telling me something totally opposite. Wow, I was wrong. So I think we really need to be mindful that even in, in, in the church context, you know, don't just assume when a person walks through the door that they're, this is what's going on in life. You don't know. And you should act as if you don't know. And if you don't know something, most people who are students, if I don't know something, what's the best way to get an answer? Mm. Ask the question. Mm -hmm. So, and I think we need to be more, we need to be more like that. Yeah, absolutely. So our goal in these episodes, and uh, maybe we'll bring it back again later this season, uh, you know, <laughs> like, cause there's so much to talk about and think about is just to say, um, culture matters. It matters to God, mm -hmm. uh, but we don't want to lose sight of the individual because they're made in the image of God. Yeah. Um, hey, there are things in different cultures that are potential barriers to the gospel being heard or received that we want to be mindful of, um, you know, and uh, we want to celebrate culture. We don't want neutrality. We don't want people to just all be the same. Yeah. Um, we want to celebrate the unique person that God has created and uh, we want to love them and care for them and, um, and, and share the good news of the gospel with them. Yeah. And then, um, you know, maybe you're already in the same church and you come from a different background and, and, um, and it's like, well, they'll sit over there and I'll sit over here and we just won't talk to each other. No, like engage, ask questions, yeah. talk go, and go sit next think to through and, and, um, and say, Hey, what, um, I noticed you said this, like, why did you say that? Or like, you mm -hmm. know, and not trying to like, um, not trying to uh, offend anybody, you know, and, and maybe you will offend somebody. And that's a part of it too, you know, yeah. and that we got to be okay with the, the Bible has plenty to say, and I wish we could get into it all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not that we would never offend anybody in, in our church. It's not that we would never offend anyone in the culture, in the world around us. Oh, you will. It's when you offend, here's how to, to deal with that. Yeah. That will happen. And by God's grace, it'll happen less and less. Um, you know, and uh, there will be a greater sense of unity, but unity does not mean uniformity. It doesn't mean we yeah. all think the same, act the same, and look the same. Um, I think there's a, 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 a way to do this, and uh, God help us to do it. Yeah. Because uh, it's not easy. It's not um, plug it's this not. in and go on Google and type this in. You know, it's not <laughs> It's not any of that. And um, it's not just read these books. I think that could be helpful, but it's actually stepping into this, yeah. this arena and saying, God, use me. Yeah. Use me. Help me. Help me. Let let your church be guarded in this and um, help us to uh, engage the world around us for your glory with the good news of the gospel. Yeah. And that, that breaks all barriers. It will. In time, when Jesus returns, he will break every barrier. Yeah. And, um, and all will see his glory and his power and his radiance. And we're just trying to encourage our brothers and sisters in Christ to say, um, we're not going to let the media drive us. We're not going to let the narratives drive us. We're not going to let nope. our preconceived notions drive us. We're going to let this book yep. and the author of this book drive us by the power of his spirit and what he has said. Mm -hmm. That's the way to do it. That's how we need to do it. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks as always, bro. Yeah. Hey, um, you guys would like to sponsor us now. <laughs> yeah. I'm always looking for sponsors. I mean, it's at the bottom of every episode. Just click the link. Um, you can even just buy us a coffee. This stuff ain't cheap these days, you know, so buy us a coffee, you know, and obviously we're aware we're not blind to just the things that are going on in our world, especially in uh, Russia and Ukraine. And there's, 
yeah. brothers and sisters that are literally giving their lives for the gospel right now and um, saying, I'm not going to leave. I'm staying. I'm staying. And, yeah. That's and tough. Uh, Lord, be with them. Be with our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. Yeah. And uh, and in Russia and um, and let your gospel go out in power amongst a very difficult situation. Yeah. Um, that could be producing death in some, but resulting in life for others. And and uh, so uh, we just are um, they're on our hearts and on our minds. Yeah. And uh, who knows where this episode is uh, going and who's going to listen to it. And um, you know we can look back at the stats, I guess, later. But um. But we're praying and we're asking the Lord to uh, have mercy and um, and to work this out for His glory and the good of His people. Yeah. And so we're uh, we're we're mindful of that and uh, we're we're praying that um, that the Lord will work mightily in these days. Yeah, lots awesome going on in our world, you know. And yeah. uh, we have good news though. And we got good news, baby. We got good news, and we're uh, we're not saying that to just sugarcoat everything, but we genuinely believe that. We genuinely believe that this is good news, and so we're, uh, we're trying to engage those waters ourselves, engage those arenas ourselves. So mm-hmm. thank you guys as always for listening. Thank you guys. You got a drawing or something you want to share it with from your arts and crafts time with the people? I'm gonna bring one. <laughs> one of my many pictures of. Uh, animals that i'm drawing you heard it here first Melo's gonna draw and uh paint and uh, do a dance because you said first episode you said i uh, did say big, yeah big dancer guy huh uh, i didn't say i was a big dancer guy <laughs> i said the culture so hey man i'm just appropriating the culture just to you <laughs> no thanks as always and uh we uh we appreciate you guys listening all right, all right. Be, be blessed be blessed